Heyo! Today we are talking about uh, new things that I'm adopting and the understanding that we're all cycling in phases and we need to release, especially those of you who are maybe <laughs> embarking on a new New Year's resolution, release your your need to release into your comfort zones. Okay. And as soon as we release the guilt for that, they sort of seem less tempting, or that's what I find in my experience. And so we're talking through a little bit of how we can restructure these things and just a better understanding of the life experience and how necessary falling, retreating is because that's kind of where we get our grit. That's where we learn what we're made of. And so we don't want to skip it. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world. However, that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, how you doing? Welcome. Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness, greatness grounding, the daily practice of celebrating yourself. I'll go ahead and leave an example for you. You go ahead and take time to recognize yourself. Okay, so my great thing <laughs> um, is that I, I have um, financial people who are guiding my decisions based on my business, and then I also have 
law counsel helping to guide those decisions. And uh, what I thought our end of year meeting would sound like was this. Hannah, you got money. You need to spend it right now. Get it going. Start the spending. And the conversation actually went, hey, we're going to make a bigger profit in 2022. And so we need to move spending, bigger spending, capital spending to 2022. That would be more advantageous. And so I had to wait on some things that I was sort of like banking on them saying, you know, you got the money you need to reinvest it, right? It's not just spending like, oh, yay, and I got money, let's go crazy. No, it's reinvesting in the business. It's buying things that help to elevate what I'm doing. So one of those things, and this is the greatest, possibly the greatest invention that no one will ever need, but here's why I need it. Okay. And let me just paint a pretty little picture for you. Hannah runs and owns four LLCs. So I run marketing and development for my personal brand, marketing and development and oversight for Viscosity, which is a culture strategy company. I run marketing development and operations for Restory, which is a cloud-based connection application used to store your digital assets and share them in a safe environment. Someday we'll actually use blockchain smart contracts in order to share safely and hand over rights to digital assets and all things over to family members at some point. And then my husband's company, Retopia Outdoors, I run marketing operations and some of the oversight for that brand and strategy and where we're going and how we scale that. And I have two more ideas, potentially. I think it's just one. Uh, <laughs> a nonprofit that I want to bring into the mix here. And then there are sort of these my philanthropy or my volunteer items, which are really based in entrepreneurial um, committees and um, community and connection. So the building of community infrastructures, the building of people in places, being able to build something that they love. And that's just work that I continue doing because I just love it. Very similar to this. There will be a day where... (laughs) All of this content becomes a piece of content that you can't just access. It won't be the live stuff. That will always be podcast-based. But the older stuff will eventually sort of move into this digital asset world where you have to subscribe to gain access or there has to be some exchange. Um, But the new stuff will always be free and right in front of you in front of all of you. And so that's a lot, right? And you're going, oh, well, maybe she bit off more than she could chew. You're not right. And you are right. And it's not up to you. It's up to what I believe I can chew. It's up to what I want to be chewing on. So 
because of all of these things and the addition of new things, I have, I have a partner in one, um, in one of those business entities, and we're adding more and more people to the teams every day, to the teams of how we make these things come to life. And so the addition of that um, means that I have to find a way to communicate the things that run around in my brain. And I am not a great note taker because I like to be fully present and computers just add notifications and they add the clicking of buttons and all these things sort of distract me. And so I am a pen and paper type person. And that poses a problem because my filing system after I finish a notebook is to go in, rip out every page and then file it accordingly into the business folder that I have. And it's not all that convenient because I have notes that I want to share. And now I can start taking pictures of those notes, but even then they're a little bit um, manic and crazy. And so my great thing is that I finally bought myself a electronic notepad. <clears throat> it is similar to an iPad, except for it is strictly for taking notes. It is very much paper-like in its feel. And all of those notes can be converted to actual text automatically, if I so choose. And most importantly, they can be shared directly to my drive. So I can file those notes automatically into sort of shared folders that I have. And all things are wonderful because of that. Because so many of my thoughts live on paper (laughs) and really nowhere else. And so it's time to bring said paper notes into a century where they can be shareable and usable and wonderful. So I'm very excited that actually comes on Friday. And I know, right? I think the even greater thing is having a reason to need something like that. To be like, I am so busy, so in and out of different team meetings all day long, of different things all day long. It would be great if I could take my, I would say on average, four pages of notes and share them with people who can do something with them because eventually right that's what the team will be doing oh okay okay meeting on at noon on thursday okay we can take that we can plan for that we can put that into hannah's calendar for her and then we can remind her of that (laughs) when necessary and that's sort of the thing when i started we had to start with paper notebooks. Like we don't have money disposable at our hands to put into this business. Remember, we started all of this on what I could make donating plasma. And the only other thing that we've invested since then has been money that we made doing this work. Not Hannah went and got some job and then found a way to invest that. Not Hannah went and shook some hands and asked her parents for money. 
this is a real, 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 real ground up type of build. This is building from zero. And I've had people like, oh, well, well, that's not a lot of money. Guys, I got to tell you, building from zero, building from nothing, building from complete scratch, the amazement that pours over your body when you have put something together that you created yourself and someone says to you, I see worth in that and here is money in exchange for the worth that I find in your work. Here you go. Blows my mind every time. I could not be more thankful for like, even if someone handed me a dollar and they were like, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. Or even if someone handed me a penny, right? That exchange, they understand that there is value in what you're doing. Blows my mind forever. And so it's wonderful when I have become profitable enough in what I'm doing to invest in something that is a complete like, ah, uh, really? Do you really need it? Yikes. And I can go, that's one, that's not even expensive, right? Expense is just a word that we assign things that we, we it's really not a useful word because expense sort of would denote that it's out of reach. Is it something that I could live without? I don't think so. I don't think so at this point. There's so much going on. There's so much being built. And as we continue to bring in partners and we continue to bring in new resources of people that can support me in this work, it's sort of vital. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say it. So, yeah, we bought an electronic notebook. It is happening. It is here. It will also be wonderful to not have to um, lug around notebook upon notebook to each different meeting and have to figure out which one, because when I have specific clients or I have a specific project, then usually I'll use one notebook. Um, <laughs> uh, I also use five subject notebooks and those are heavy. And they are big in a leather messenger bag. I will say that. So that's my great thing. We have gotten rid of paper. It is wonderful. If um, you think that this sounds like something really cool that you might want, um, I researched, did a lot of research. I've been wanting to purchase one of these for my business um, for about eight months now really got into the research in my need and want for this. And I went ahead and bought a remarkable two. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited. And you should be too, because if you've been along with this ride, if you're just joining us in this ride, you should know that when I stepped on microphone for the first time, I was hell-bent in proving that you couldn't start from nothing and get somewhere that you had to have some sort of handout, that you had to have someone backing you in order to chase your dreams. And I have done nothing but prove that wrong. You can just start. You can just keep going. And you will find your way.
All right, go ahead and ground yourself in your own greatness. See where you get. See where you get just starting with loving yourself. Everything builds easier from there. Okay. So today I wanted to discuss the the point of all of this in that we're beginning to understand how to trust ourselves. We're beginning to remember what we knew automatically when we were children. And it isn't something that you just jump into. And I love how people evolve in this work should they continue committing to it. And the funny thing is, you also step your way into committing to it. And so yesterday, I was walking around um, <laughs> the, the um, natural grocery store. And I was like, okay, we know that this is somewhere that we could grow, that we could choose cleaner products. And we know that that could take us somewhere higher. And I only know this because uh, probably about six months ago, I got real cleaned up. Like we cut down on all processing, cut back on all eating out. We were only making food here. It was only clean, natural. And it wasn't even like a we need to go on a diet. It was, we, we, we know better. We know what's right for our bodies. And yet we're choosing the opposite. And while we don't have the regular, like physical effects of that mentally, I can feel the difference in how I was able to escalate in my work cadence, in my creative cadence. And it's a big deal. It's a major shift. It's a major difference. And so I was walking around the grocery store yesterday and I was saying to myself what I would have used to have said to myself, okay, let's just buy everything. Let's get it done. Let's move out every single bad thing that has ever existed in your house and let's create this new life. Let's go down this road. You can do this. You are capable. Let's buy all the things. And then I reminded myself that this is a slow journey. If we want this to take hold, we need to just take steps. So maybe it doesn't look like replacing every single food morsel in our house. Maybe it looks like cleaning up a couple. And so yesterday, that looked like changing out our eggs. That looked like changing and choosing uh, different kinds of oats, different kinds of grains. It looked like changing out a few staples, not overwhelming the process, not jumping so far off into the deep end that we don't even know how to look back anymore. And then eventually we just retreat to what it is that we know, this comfort zone, right? And so that's what all of this is about your continual want to keep moving forward. And you're not a failure, right? If you fall off for a little while or you go, okay, I could see the worth in that. I felt that. And I went back to my comfort zone because I just wasn't ready to go all in yet. I felt that 
but we just didn't quite approach it right to stick forever. How can we do it this time? Right? And sometimes the biggest piece of engagement is just in the test, right? Allowing yourself to see the difference, not that it's always going to stick. And when it doesn't, and when it falls back, and when you go back, it's just retreating to what it is we already know. And there is no shame in that. There's actually a lot of beauty in that. You could feel yourself kind of cower back from it. And you can find reason to build up excitement to come and do it again. To attempt it again. To try something different this time. And that's what we're doing. We're just always revolving back. Always building our comfort zone with our level of faith, our comfort zone with our level of belief in ourselves, in our own ability, in the things that we love and want to do. We're constantly just weaving in and out of our acceptance, of our adoption, and back into our comfort at times. And so it's not a hate-to-play type scenario. In fact, I think that that's what's hurt us most in this world is that we've been told, right, to basically tell yourself that you're weak and that you're not capable. And so somewhere in there, that self-hate will certainly align your path to enlightenment, right? Of course it will. No question. Except for it doesn't. Because we have to love ourselves there. And we have to accept and surrender to our story, where we are right now. And I find a lot of acceptance that comes around talking about failure or retreat to old habits as comfort zones. Because while we don't want to hang out in them forever, we can be grateful that they exist. We can be grateful that when we want to rise to a challenge and the universe says it's not time, Right? When our human condition says, yep, it's time and we're ready to go. And the universe says, no. We can be thankful that our comfort zones exist for us. So that we find less anxiety in the fall. We find something that can help us curb this. Because it's going to feel bad. And luckily, comfort zones are there to sort of numb and soothe some of that pain that exists around you failing at this thing. And the cool thing is, like I've said, right? Once we put it out there, it's just yours. And so you don't have to really fear coming back to the comfort zones. I don't fear not being able to fully adopt this sort of way of life last year Because it just couldn't hold there. But I don't fear it because I can actually see what that vision looks like. Who I am supposed to come. How I do operate my life. And this is a piece to it. And so I just trust. Okay, well it didn't stick all the way here. I'm not coming back on myself and not keeping score. Hannah, you're so weak. You can't stick to an eating plan. You can't cook. You couldn't do anything if you wanted to, you stupid loser. Of course you're back here. You failed again. Look at you. 
you can do it this time. Oh yeah, hopefully you do, except for you're kind of rolling your eyes and going back into your head and saying things that are untrue. You can't just trust everything that's up in that head of yours. Because a lot of it's just not true. A lot of it's just built on years of not forgiving yourself for things that are over. And you sort of spin that and weave it into new constructs, into new realities that you're living in right now. But listen to what it is you say to yourself. I guarantee they evolve around the same three things when you really break it all down. And those three things probably didn't start in adulthood. They probably started in your youth somewhere. So if we can track those down, we can better combat them and we can better understand that comfort zones are there for beautiful, wonderful reasons. They're there to catch us. It's the same as your community. It is crazy to think that you will never fall in this life experience. In fact, I would say, and we will be actively testing this on our children, (laughs) Um, but I would say we should push our kids to fall more when they're in community. Because eventually they leave and they have no support system whatsoever. They're rebuilding a community. They go out to college. They go out and live on their own for the first time. They're being forced to rebuild a community. They've never done that before, potentially, right? Especially if we kept them in the same school, if we kept them around the same group of friends, they've never been forced to redefine what community looks like for them. And so you're throwing baby bird out of the nest and you're saying, okay, baby bird, go eat. And so they fall. And unless we built up an understanding that the falling is okay, that the recycling of ideas and life cycles is okay, then there's a chance they don't get up again. Or they get up with a stride that isn't true to who they're meant to be in this world. And I would say that that's very specific to me. But I had... A beautiful life built around me. I had never had to, I had faced adversity, but again, always sort of within the arms of my community. Never falling and failing and looking silly and getting it wrong, never. Always protected from that. And that's sort of what we're we're doing for our new generation of humans. And I have firsthand experience with this coaching um, high school athletes for many years. And I can see that. We're afraid. But in our fear, we're holding our child out from something that could be beautiful. Out from them learning what comfort looks like for them. What retreating looks like for them. What community needs to look like for them. Because when we're lost, we tend to attract people who look the same. 
And lost people can't help lost people. Not very well. But might just get lost a little more. A little quicker with a new community. And it's scary. And from my entire experience, what I have learned is that fearing failure, cycling in self-hate, is a good way to get nowhere fast. We should use language and community that builds, not breaks. We should find ways to test things and then fall back and be okay with that. And love ourselves back to getting there next time. Because walking around the grocery store and not hating myself, not overdoing it, not overindulging with unrealistic expectations was really important yesterday. Because that's where we find everything. That's where we start to step our way into the vision that we have for ourselves. That's where we can become the people we're destined to be here. It's in those small steps. And last year's version of me said, oh no, you have to get this all right. You have to get this all right. It has to be perfect. You have to have all the things. You have to have all the groceries. You have to implement this perfectly or you will certainly die. You got this. Right? What a terrible, suffocating way to implement something new. And the approach yesterday was we can see that this is a part of who you're supposed to be. So let's adopt what we can realistically adopt. Let's make swaps where they make sense. Let's swap things out where we have a need. Right? I'm not just buying every single grocery on this shelf to throw away others. We will use the others and we will slowly substitute as needed. But until we have a need, is it all that necessary to dive into this? Could we just slowly adopt and adjust to one thing? And then maybe next month, two things? And... That's been my approach for this new style. And I'm grateful for that approach because, you know, even if we retreat from here, even if we say, ah, couldn't get there this time, we can better understand how to get there next time. And when I'm always talking with my eight-year-old because she's just beginning to compete and we say this all the time, losing is the best way to learn. And everybody goes, ah, losers say that. No. I think winners say that. Because they understand that it's about the bigger picture. They understand that the end is really all that matters, right? That final game. And while you can't just lose every single game, but sometimes that's what it takes. And it doesn't matter. Nobody remembers all the games that you lost on your way to there. When you're holding that last trophy, when you finally did it, nobody remembers how you got there. Nobody. 
And so use comfort zones as you need. And release yourself from the punishment of that. You are not bad for needing a comfort zone. You are not bad for retreating. You are not bad for failing. You are learning. In fact, maybe there is no losing. There's just learning. Or just learning. Everything is a repeated cycle. And when we get in line, in alignment with things that light us up, we can continue to tap that further. We can continue to experience that more and we can change things. And with change comes the need for comfort once in a while. So don't hate yourself for needing those things. Structure those things in. Get to know what those things are so you can save yourself from punishment that you don't deserve. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.